welcome to Bad Movies Rock. So glad to be here. Me too. Um, so, in this podcast, we watch a movie that is um, rated terribly by the critics, um, but is still a delight to watch, and then we talk about it. Or, uh huh, we watch rock movies, and we also, and in addition to that, we watch rock movies. Doesn't matter what the critics rate them; we watch them. Yep, critics can go fuck themselves. The rock is in it. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, somewhere in the middle. We don't fucking care. We watch Dwayne Johnson movies and we fucking talk about them. That's yeah. that's mostly our raison d'etre. But also we yeah. just like watching <laughs> ridiculous movies. Exactly. Um, we are gonna um deviate from our normal schedule and actually take a step back and cover a couple things that we meant to talk about in pitch black. Oh god. I still love that movie so much. So That's good. why we have to go back to it. Oh my God, because so there was good. so much to just enjoy. <laughs> just mind-explodingly wonderful. God, I love this movie. It's been just too long since I've watched it. Goodness. Mm-hmm. And and we left out a couple key points because we were so enamored with the movie. Yes. And the diesel. Absolutely, both the movie and the diesel. My, my two regrettable not mentions that we had to just circle back around to on on my behalf is Keith David, just both Keith Keith David David related. Yes. Like, I don't know why I didn't spend more time talking about that. The fact that, okay, Keith David, one, love him. Yes. Two, he's in this movie. Yes, he is. Black. Three, I love him. Mm hmm. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Exactly right. Where is I going with this? So he plays the Imam character. He's one of the few people to survive. And so not only do I enjoy, see, enjoy seeing Keith David do Keith Davidy things, and not just because his voice is awesome, because obviously everyone knows his voice is awesome because mm-hmm. he does a lot of voice work. Because a lot of voice work. He is most likely in your favorite video game somewhere. Almost certainly. Um, but he also is, of the three people who make it to the end, a black man. Yes, he is. Fucking two POCs. Mm-hmm. Two out of three. POCs make it to the end. Yeah, not a normal um, kind of your 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 standard plot for a horror thriller movie. Nope, nope. Yep. I'm for it. Yeah, I'm so glad about it. Agreed. I'm not saying kill Whitey. Obviously. Mm. Can I? Say Maybe that? not so obviously. Maybe I can say that. <laughs> can you say that? Think... All of your friends are white. Yeah, all my friends. Oh my. <laughs> I'm not going to say that out loud. I have, I, have so many, I have so many white friends. I can say it. Okay, I can say it because most of my friends are white. Well, I'm a if, white if, lady. I can get away with I can get away with saying anything I fucking want to because I'm a white lady. Oh, you're going to have to take that out of the podcast. I will never take Fuck. that out of the podcast. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> and I think mm. I, I can say it. I can say it because half my family is white. Mm-hmm, so. True. True. Like, technically speaking, I am 50% of a white person, an Irish white person. So you can say kill 50% of whitey, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I can make cracks about being Irish. Sure. Yep. I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Blarney. Lucky Charms. Hilarious. Yeah. I know. You've Thank got you. it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I've. This is getting cut out. Moving on. <laughs> so... <laughs> Keith David in Pitch Black. Yes. No, we mentioned it, but I don't feel like we leaned on it as hard as we should have mm-hmm. or celebrated the fact that here's a black man who makes it to the end of a movie that only has three people alive yeah, at the end. Yeah, exactly. Like that just, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. And thank you, Keith David, for just being the delight that you are. For existing. Just, for existing. I mean, you know how I feel about Gargoyles the cartoon. Yes, I do. And the fact that he does a voice in that. So what was your honorable mention that did not get mentioned? I think that I think that was those two things, Amber. <laughs> I think you stole both of them. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I just I'm trying to streamline this. Yeah, I'm trying no, to kind I, of keep it just that. keep it moving, just keep it fresh, keep it hot. Mm-hmm. I mean the keep yeah, it it's, Keith David related. It was just a great movie. I've been thinking about it since we did it. So, um it's a delight. <sighs> Me too. Okay, but this podcast is not about pitch black. No, it's not. I know. I mean, at least we, that's, that's, we followed up with a rock movie just mm-hmm. so that we could wean ourselves off of that delicious, delicious pitch black flavor. Yeah. No, that we saved that for our other podcast called Pitch Black Rocks. So 
you can tune into that one if you want all pitch black all the time. Because <laughs> every week we talk about pitch black. We don't really say anything new. We just we just come back every week and look each other in the eyeballs into the, the windows of each other's souls. Mm-hmm. And, and we see pitch black inside our souls. Yep. Yep. And then we just celebrate well, that. Well, I mean, there, there is a podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time where they watched every week they watched uh, Grown Ups 2 for a year yes. and then uh, uh, Sex in the City 2 for a year. Oof. And then, of course, there's um, Till Death Do Us Blart where um, they watch uh, Paul Blart, Marl Cop 2 every American Thanksgiving until the end of linear time. I mean, I feel like all white people should have to do that on Thanksgiving in the U.S. Well, we deserve it. Penance. Yep. It's not enough. <laughs> Colonizers. So, Agreed. But this would be the opposite of that. This would be the, the opposite of that because pitch black is a gift to no, humankind. Amber, this is the opposite because we do make that podcast. Oh, right. Man, we're awesome. Yeah, we're great. You're welcome, everybody. All right, now on to the uh, movie we did this week. Yes, we did a movie this week. Mm -hmm. And it was called Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. It's much better than Jumanji 2. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and this movie had our friend The Rock in it. So let's go over a little bit of um, the plot, if you can call it a plot, in uh, Jumanji. And... um, the basic idea is kids find a video game and um, this video game pulls the kids into um, a video game and they now have their um, new bodies, their avatars that they get to play. And then it's always hilarious because like the popular little blonde girl is uh, Jack Black and the kind of nerdy guy is The Rock who else do we have? We have um, uh, uh, Fridge, who's the um, football player, becomes Kevin Hart. Uh, the kind of nerdier girl becomes Karen Gillian. There was one other. Oh, uh, Nick Jonas is in there because um, and he w- he got into the video game about twenty years earlier, and he's been kind of stuck there the whole time. Um, then they go on some adventures. They have you know they kind of. They go through a lot of video game tropes, um, such as um, having their the number of lives on their arms in kind of looking like tattoos, or they have different strengths and weaknesses, and they go through the different levels, everything getting a little bit harder. They're trying to, the only way they can get out of the video game they figure out is by returning a green emerald onto the top of a jaguar statue. Yes, they need to end the curse. They do need to end the curse. Mm-hmm. And then say Jumanji. So we've got uh, Dwayne Johnson as Smolder Bravestone, uh, Jack Black as Professor uh, Shelley Oberon, and um, the popular girl picks him because she thinks Shelley is a girl's name. Kevin, and I believe he's also described as a curvy genius. Yes, he's a curvy genius. I still don't get why they call him that. Because uh, he's got a rotund tum-tum? I guess so. I don't know. Sure. Uh, Kevin Hart as Franklin Mouse Finbar. Karen Gillian as Ruby Roundhouse. And Nick Jonas as uh, Jefferson Seaplane McDonough. McDonough. Thank you. Yeah, McDonough. There are two names in there that they intentionally... He he read the the Kevin Hart avatar as Moose instead of Mouse. And she read Shelley, the curvy genius, as, you know, a voluptuous genius. Rather, so that each mm-hmm. would be led to choose something the antithetical. Exactly. And Shelly... To their teenageness. Yes. And Shelly's actually short for Sheldon. Oh, they oh. got her. They got her. She's not a curvy genius. She's a middle-aged white man genius. Yeah. Oh, no. Hilarity. Oh, it will ensue. Which is actually precisely what she says when she looks into the, like, pond at her reflection. Something like, oh, no, I'm a middle-aged white guy, or something like that. I believe she hits the overweight. Overweight because she's skinny. Yes. She's skinny and beautiful. Mm -hmm. She doesn't doesn't even eat bread, Megan. She hasn't eaten bread in so long that she thinks cake is bread. She was in ninth grade, yeah. Yeah. That's how she got those abs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So before we get into some um, more explicit parts of the movie um 
let's talk a little bit about what the critics say in our critics corner. Boo doo doo boo. Critics corner where we talk about critic stuff. Boop boop boo doo doo boo. That's what we. That's the theme song. It's exactly the, the same song. every time. You're welcome, y'all. The critics at Rotten Tomatoes um, say the movie is 40, uh, no, sorry, six, I'm so, I'm so used to saying 40-something percent. It's actually 76% for the critics and 87% for the audience score. So oh under these guidelines, this movie would not qualify for our podcast, except that it has a rock, the rock in it, and we can watch whatever the fuck we want to when the rock is in it. Absolutely. That is our one golden rule. All the other rules are arbitrary and will be broken. Yes. We will always watch Dwayne Johnson movies. We'll watch whatever the fuck else we want. <laughs> but we'll pretend we have a theme of bad movies. Exactly. Um, uh, Metacritic consensus reached a 58% uh, for the critics and a 67 for users. But even with a failing score, you still have a heavy favoring of positive reviews followed by mixed reviews and only four negatives. And it, it, so one of the things that um, we were talking about, about the critics, is a lot of the bad review parts talk about how it's um, derivative of a lot of different tropes. And, you know, like you said, the characters are not developed. And it's, um, yeah, anyway. And... It, yet it still gets 76 or 87 percent on Rotten Tomatoes versus what Pitch Black got. Motherfuckers. I know. It, it's some of the like the, some of the better reviews, even the mixed reviews, which were higher than the mixed reviews for Pitch Black. You have them saying, oh, it's you're not going to find anything new in this, but it's fun and it's eager to please like a bouncy puppy. It's like, play with me. Here's some shiny things. Here's an actor you know, and you like them. And here's a silly situation. We're going to make dick jokes. Yeah. And I'm not saying the dick jokes weren't appealing but they weren't fresh and new and pitch black which is a beautiful beautiful wonderful actually good movie Mm -hmm. gets dinged because it's derivative yeah it pitch black didn't have the star power that this has but i I, that's it's not a fair way to to rate movies by saying this one is derivative but fun but pitch black isn't i'm saying it is an entertaining movie but Mm -hmm. it is not yes Exactly. It's not a particularly well executed, like plot wise, or mm-hmm. with like. In the, and I, I, I read critics praising the character development, which no, no. like it's again like Untrue. very familiar tropes, very mm-hmm. familiar kind of arcs, and you have very two dimensional characters who, you've got the pretty popular girl who can't stay off her phone and is only interested in superficial things and is very self involved, and you've got. The nerdy introvert who doesn't want to do sports, um, and she's, you know, attractive but not gorgeous and very not confident with herself physically. Mm-hmm. And you have the, you know, nerdy passive guy mm-hmm. who, you know, elementary school best friend, grew up to be a popular jock. Yep. Who uses him to do his homework so he can stay on the team and who apologizes for his existence most of the time. All, all, all tropes that we've seen countless times before. And then, of course, they go into avatars, the exact opposite of them. They mm-hmm. find themselves and they come together and grow as a family. And quite fucking frankly, though, the jock character who became Kevin Hart mm-hmm. never really apologized for any of the shit he did. No. To nerdy guy who became Dwayne Johnson. Yep. Yep. I just... It, after they're in the video game, he does some shitty shit. Before they're in the video game, he does some shitty shit. Like the, yep. He's just he's fucking a dick. Yeah, he's just <laughs> kind of a dick. He left his he's, his his nerdy friend behind because reasons. Because he became but then, a but football then he, guy. But then he went back to him and was like, "Hey, do my homework." And yes. then when he they got caught, he was like, "What the fuck, man? I asked you to do one thing and you fucked it up." I'm like, I no nope. No, I'm going to say like a hard pass on mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah. And then, of course, he pushes him off a cliff. He does after literally kill him in the video game. He literally. Oh, but but he has extra lives. But you're in a dangerous, deadly jungle. And you're pretty sure that if you lose all those lives, you die. So you just pushed him one life closer to permadeath because he called you a dumbass and you're sensitive about your intelligence. Yep. Okay. Mm hmm. Yep. And at no point did he apologize for doing that in their many heart-to-hearts. It's true. Yeah. Just, I mean, I guess it's after, like, he drops 
<laughs> what is the word for a thing that MacGuffin? The MacGuffin? MacGuffin. Yeah, the MacGuffin. So Kevin Hart's character drops the MacGuffin mm-hmm. in this intense scene of escaping from carnivorous rhinoceri yes. that are native to the Jumanji uh, ecosphere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Obviously. Drops the MacGuffin. Uh, they need to collect it. It is, of course, surrounded by these carnivorous rhinoceros. Mm-hmm. And they have to figure out how to get it. And DJ looks at Kevin Hart and is like, well, you still have two lives, so this won't kill you. And he pushes him out to act as a distraction so they can get the MacGuffin, which, of course, yes. is the only way to leave there and not die. They need the MacGuffin. Yes. And so, of course, this is a self-sacrificial... This is a sacrificial moment, not self-sacrificial. But, of course, one... He's the one who dropped it. Two, he then tells Dwayne Johnson to go get it. Uh-huh. He's constantly telling Dwayne Johnson to do terrible, scary things. Mm-hmm. True. To save him or the other people. Well, and another, just another problematic thing that led to, um, and this is uh, Kevin Hart dropping the MacGuffin, was that um, he got really drunk on margaritas in this, like, um, hut in the middle of the he's the only character he's the, he's the only um black character and he's the only character who drinks anything and he drinks a lot and then he gets drunk very problematic yep. very i'm not loving i'm not i just there are a lot of stereotypes in this movie about like popular instagram girls being su- stupid just fucking stupid just super stupid um about like you know not powerful or classically handsome like physically powerful or classically handsome men being nerdy and submissive and then of course like intelligent women not being attractive and you know not but of course we'll move on to that later and then you have this black athlete who is not smart enough to pass his classes but is only concerned with staying on the football team and gets the nerdy dude to do his stuff and physically intimidates him into doing these things and then is also just a dick once he gets into a smaller body and still aggressive, still trying to intimidate his way through things, complaining constantly, and then the middle of all of this fucking danger gets fucking drunk. Yeah, it it, it did nothing for the movie except for maybe was a reason why he dropped the MacGuffin Emerald. Um, yeah, which they could have done regardless of if he was drunk or not. He could have could have accidentally fallen out. Like there was nothing to that except that he dropped it. Seemed to be the only purpose of him getting drunk. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's not. Upsetting. It's not a. It's not a good look. It's, it's not. not. A, it's not something. It, it. It was enough for me to to kind of say. Hmm. Granted, all of the characters are stereotypes, but I don't. Yeah. No. It's. They didn't have. They did not have to go there, and it did not do anything for the story. So. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't do anything for the story for me. I didn't. I didn't love that. That character in general is not great, and and it's. Yeah. It probably doesn't help that I don't find Kevin Hart particularly funny. Yep. Agreed. Sorry, Kevin Hart. You're just not my who's, who's definitely listening. We apologize. I mean, you know, one of our friends might encounter somebody in the universe who is in some way affiliated with someone who is affiliated with someone who is affiliated with someone who is affiliated with, affiliated with, affiliated with Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that bad juju to like filter it's all the way sure. you know, through to him because, you know, he's, he's probably got some concerns. I don't care. Actually, I really don't care. Actors are paid a ridiculous amount of money to play pretend. So, yeah, he's going to be I okay. think they can handle some nobody telling them that I don't find them funny. <laughs> I think I think no one cares happen. what I think. Yeah, no one cares what I think. So um, I want to back up a little bit into. Um, so the first part of the movie is the kids finding their way to the video game through a bunch of stuff that happens. And um, then we get into the video game and then we finally get the rock and everybody else in there and my one quote uh that i have for you amber was when that happened when the rock appeared you said "Ugh, finally (laughs) fuck yeah i did let's get rid let's get rid of these kids and just freaking get to the rock being in this movie finally we get it he's nerdy he's a jock she's self-absorbed and pretty she's doesn't want to do gym and wants to get into princeton that's pretty much all we learned about her. Yes. Like that was, but I guess that was supposed to intimate that she was smart. Exactly. But also non-physical. Right. Got it. 
Uh, yeah, no, we get it. You've, you've, you've made your, your paper thin characters very obvious so that we get the joke when they show up in the opposite bodies. Uh, and of course the most sympathetic ones get into the pretty bodies. Mm-hmm. Thereby aligning goodness with prettiness. Right. Obviously. Woo. Yeah. Uh, finally is, was, was the appropriate response. To oh, I, that's where I was too. Just kind of, <laughs> come on, let's just get it. Can we just go ahead uh, and then, of course, the the common common themes were Kevin Hart is small, the Rock is big. Sometimes one of them is big and and one of them is small in the same scene, and it's funny. I mean, it is sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Uh, another common theme was just the repetition. The rule oh, of threes works in humor, not in line delivery. It works in humor, not in line delivery. I don't know if you know this. Oh, Amber, but it works in humor. Thank you. Not in line delivery. Um. Yes. Agreed. They anything that was um important, and that would probably go into quotations. Important to the kind of video game aspect of the game was said three times over at least about how they sh- how how they get out of the game or they were trying to find the missing piece and they were told that it's not what you think it is because they thought they were trying to find the um, missing piece of a map but the missing piece was actually um, the pilot who um, had to find them in the town so once they figured out that he was the missing piece, they said it about four times. It was, it was, you're the missing piece. So the clue was to go to the bazaar and find the missing piece? That was you. It I'm was the me. missing piece. Yep. <laughs> yep. That is what I happened. Just, I just can't. Or they, they get a clue. with It's an elephant. And it says, when you see me, climb. Mm-hmm. And an elephant, we start a climb when there's an elephant. Begin the climb when we see an elephant. Hey, there's an so elephant. We climb when we see an elephant. So, and here's the elephant. We should climb. Yes, we should climb because we saw the elephant. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh my god! Oh god! It was. I mean, it was. It was funny because it was so fucking consistent. So much, yeah. Like it just even even at the end when they put the MacGuffin in the place and end the curse. And then they say Jumanji. I think we did it. I think we won. I think we did it. Mm -hmm. And then say the name. We should say the name. Jumanji. Yeah. Yes. We're going to have to do it together. Together? Together. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot. And and that, that is one thing that made me think that it was maybe aimed for the younger audience to kind of really... The excessive exposition yeah. and repetition were, yeah. I mean, and there were definitely, I think there were some self, like there were definitely self-aware moments where, of course, his, his name is Smolder Blackstone, Blackrock, Strongington, Braving Man. Uh, Dr. Bravestone, it was, yes, yeah, Smolder Bravestone. And of course, one of his, they, they, they do the, the common video game trope of, of, as you mentioned, strengths and weaknesses, and one of his strengths is Smolder. yes. And no one knows how to smolder like Dwayne Johnson, Correct. obviously. And they use it sparingly, but mm-hmm. very well, which I think you, you don't want to overdo the smolder. Yes. And the lovely thing about having the closed captions on is they definitely put smolder in brackets when he was smoldering, which I found very funny. Exactly. So periodically, after you've learned such things as the point of this is you're going to have to save Jumanji, and you know this because the NPC of Nigel Billingsley has told you you have to save Jumanji mm-hmm. three times. Dwayne Johnson then turns to the camera, or no, looks off into the distance, breathing heavily and dramatically. I think we have to save Jumanji. And then he smolders. Smolder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that happens a lot. Like mm-hmm. they will repeat a thing that they just heard probably already three times from someone else. And then say it again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> of course, the, the repetition of threes was hilarious to me. Mm-hmm, like it, was, yes. it was silly and ridiculous. And, and again, like kind of reinforced that I don't know who this audience is, but it, it's definitely not d- intending to be complicated or difficult. It knows what it is. It knows yeah, what it is it and does. we love it because it knows what it is. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that especially the character who plays, who, who winds up being uh, Karen Gillan. Yes. 
she is supposed to be like her her Bethany. Bethany. That character as a teenager is supposed to be very, very smart. Like that's her. She's a smart nerd and she's into oh. microbiology. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry. No, that was uh, Martha. Sorry, sorry. Oh, that's Martha. Martha. That's right. Okay. Bethany was the pretty self-absorbed one who missed her phone so much. So Martha wants to get in Princeton. She doesn't see the point of Jim because she's very cerebral. She loves microbiology, which we learn when she's attempting to flirt with some NPC soldiers who just say the same thing over and over again. But she says the dumbest fucking shit yes. in the movie. Yep. I just... And she's always screaming about things and just not really paying attention the, to anything that's going on. And The Rock will say, I'm going to go fix the helicopter. And he will go to fix the helicopter. And she will yell behind him, where are you going? Well, <laughs> to go fix the helicopter, like I literally just told you. He didn't tell her three times, though. So maybe she didn't oh, understand. That's true. And, and when, when she yells, go up. After the guy flying the helicopter says, oh, no, the helicopter's broken. The thing that lets us go up and down isn't working. Mm -hmm. Go up. He would if he could. Oh, dear God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. maybe that's a problem. They didn't say it three times. And yeah. it's, I, I guess we're supposed to think that, you know, she's panicking. Sure. So her brain has short circuited. Yeah. I don't love it. No. I don't. I don't love it. That did not do much for me. And, and you know, Karen... Um, Gillen is a is a delight to watch. She was, oh, of course, um, Amy Pond in Doctor Who. She also plays Nebula in the Marvel movies, and um, you know she's she's lovely, and I think she's great. And they gave her about the skimpiest outfit ever in this. Um, I mean, which, to be fair, is what video games do, and they mm -hmm. they hung a lamp on it a lampshade on it whatever when they um you know she said and what am i wearing and then they never talked about it again mm -hmm. but she's wearing yeah. some sort of like half shirt with a leather outside bra around her breasts it's very um yep a very tomb raider ish yes except in tomb raider that's like a gun holster right yes exactly and this it it quite literally was just sort of a emphasis mm -hmm. just so you really saw her boobs yeah but to be fair she didn't use weapons she was a a martial expert she was a fight dancer amber she was a fight dancer she could kick the shit out of anybody which of course is why when they had to distract two guards mm -hmm. they sent her to flirt with them instead of beat the living shit out of them which of course she doesn't know how to flirt because she's the nerdy girl who's just like never been in that situation before. But oh my God, thank God we have a sweet, cute Bethany on hand. who's just like so up on flirting, mm -hmm. which, you know, thank God. And of course the joke is Jack Black pretending to be a teenage girl teaches Karen Gillan, who is pretending to be an awkward cerebral teenage girl, how to flirt with guys. Yes. And of course Karen Gillan is very, very bad at it because she doesn't, know how to do it right and it's there's a whole I mean, it, it is amusing yeah there's a whole montage a, a, yeah a jack learning. black is just as as the critics often noted very delightful in this he role. is he is there um i wanted to touch on two of the lines that kind of made me um pretty happy in this movie made me laugh um one was um that unlike most movies the actors or the 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 uh, characters had to use the bathroom and the reason they brought it up was because Jack Black, Jack Black has to um, pee and he is, of course, Bethany. And so he's nervous about how he's going to do this with his new genitalia. And um, it becomes um, kind of a, a, a joke about um, if you need to aim it. And um, she says that, oh, this is so much easier and then she she says, I can't believe there's a there's a literal penis attached to my literal body right now. And then she yells to Martha, Martha, come look at my penis. And then from off screen, you just hear, no, thanks. <laughs> then that made me that made me laugh. And then there's a scene later in the movie um, where she or um, yeah, Bethany slash Jack Black um, hugs jo the Jonas brother who's in it. And she gets excited about um, hugging him and she gets a boner. And 
kind of the the other characters point out that she that she's excited um and she just says these things are crazy yeah, and, and silly. That's, that's the end of the scene and one of the things i liked about that was um that she was like she like there was no I, I could picture it going if the scene went on longer where she gets like really self-conscious and goes hides behind a rock or something and doesn't understand what to do but it was more of a kind of just delighted like these who knows what these things do wow look at that silly thing what are you doing little silly thing exactly no body shaming here no no new equipment shaming here. That's just, you exactly. know, you're enjoying the new experience. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I do think Jack Black was was a um, very fun part of this movie. Yes, he brought uh, a very self-aware physicality to the role of playing a teenager playing a man. Yes, exactly right. I appreciated that. It was it was definitely entertaining. Yeah, Amber, I'm not sure what else I have. <laughs> I literally don't know what I have else to say about this movie. I know. it's. It, I think... It, I enjoyed it. I, you know, it, it knows exactly what it is and it mm-hmm. did it very, very big and very shiny and it did it with, you know, fun, well-known actors. Yes. And yeah, I, I, I think obviously I found some elements of it problematic and distracting yes. and unnecessary. True. And there wasn't anything, not in a sense that it was derivative, but I guess it, there just wasn't anything new in it. Our, our our thing is not to tear a thing down. You know, we might point things out that we didn't like, or we might point out stupid things that we still liked because they were stupid. But I, I don't remember many, other than the, the one moment that I, I truly enjoyed, partially because of your response to it. Actually, no, this wasn't your response to it. This was just my, my internal thought as I was seeing Dwayne Johnson, like punching, like beating the crap out of a bunch of guys that were attacking them in a bazaar. I thought... I'm not lying. If I didn't have the fantasy of punching my way through an enemy-filled bazaar as Dwayne Johnson, I definitely do now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the other thing that happened in that bazaar was that um, he, like, twisted a guy's neck, and you could they made the little crack sound in the movie, like he'd just broken yes. his neck, and then he kicked him across and into a wall. I was like, that was super unnecessary. That's, yep, I remember you saying, dead. you didn't need to kick him, you broke his fucking neck. Yep. Oh, boy. And the, and I just remember, like, and then as they're running away through that scene, you look around and it just, it looks like they populated that scene with aging biker onlookers. Yes, yes, they did. Just, like, leather and tattoos and just everybody over the age of 60. Yeah, it was fantastic. Not that I'm against it. It was just odd mm-hmm. for, like, a jungle-themed bazaar. Mm-hmm. The casting director just had a bunch of biker friends who wanted to be in their movie, so why not? Shall we uh, discuss the very end of the movie, Amber? Sure. I mean, as like all action movies, there has to be a cool defining action scene moment. Mm-hmm. And the first there was yeah. The first thing that happens is um, DJ says to them that he's going to climb up into the trees to get over there, over to put the MacGuffin into the MacGuffin hole, and he goes by himself. He says, "This is a bravestone thing," and then he falls out of the tree because he sees the squirrel and he dies, um, and loses up his second life. So. Then they realize, oh, we have to work together, you know, like in every movie. And they work together to kind of, um, they, they, they say they're going to use the MacGuffin as a football, which they kind of do. Um, Kevin Hart is able to um, befriend an elephant and he comes out of the trees shouting, zoology bitches, which I kind of found amusing because yeah. apparently zoology allows you to charm elephants and other things. Um, yep. In a jungle where all the animals are controlled by the evil guy who originally stole the stone and is after the stone and can still control all the animals despite the fact that he no longer has it. But that elephant has been charmed. Yep. By zoology. Ask any zoologist, Amber. They've got many elephant friends. I'm really sorry. That is very narrow minded of me. I don't know enough zoologists. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the very last part of the movie you have um Dwayne Johnson riding up the back of this big stone jaguar he's in a motorcycle and he's just he's going at a 45 degree angle or more kind of up this um statue with a motorcycle and he but he doesn't have this he doesn't have the MacGuffin Amber what why Uh is he going all the way up there without the MacGuffin 
I honestly don't know. He is he is rip riding up to the top of that statue where the MacGuffin hole is, and he does not have the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin down on the ground in a nest of snakes, and Karen Gillan is on her way over. What is her weakness, Megan? What is the thing that will kill her instantly? Her weakness is venom, which I would <sighs> actually um, uh, presuppose that it's kind of all of our weaknesses. I mean, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, her earlier in the movie. She loses her first life to a gunshot wound. Correct. Her weakness isn't gunshot wounds. Nope, it's it's just a normal human thing where you die because you got shot in the heart with a gun. Because you got shot with a bullet. <laughs> yep. Like, it's only funny if it's something ridiculous, like mosquitoes or cake, or cake mm-hmm. which are the weaknesses of, of two other characters. And, like, they will die instantly if they are stung by a mosquito, bitten by a mosquito, or they consume cake, which, of course, Kev- Kevin Hart's character does. And he and explodes. literally explodes after having... In a fiery mm-hmm. explosion. Yep. Everybody else dies in a much less spectacular fashion. Mm-hmm. He explodes, and yep. that is very entertaining, and I, I appreciate it. Yes. Uh, again, low-hanging fruit, but still... Well executed, mm-hmm. low hanging fruit. Yes, but of course, so Karen Gillan, desperately weak against a neurotoxin that would kill all of us, is working her way through this nest of snakes to find this stone. Mm-hmm. And then, oh no, evil guy who wants the stone MacGuffin shows up. And he's like, "Give me the stone," and he's like, "You can't win." And he controls all the snakes, and they all look at her, and she's like, "My weakness is venom." And she gets bitten by a snake, because, because which would, of course, only kill her. Right. And she, again, this is another one of those, like, let me just explain. My weakness is Venom because it's already been said several times in the movie that her weakness is Venom. She has to look the bad guy dead in the soles of his eyes and say, my weakness is Venom mm-hmm. for reasons. Uh, she, of course, disapparates. And as in every instance, when they are respawned into the game, they come careening down from the sky. And they land unharmed. But yes. of course, who is the closest to the sky right now? Yes. Just winding his way up this giant jaguar statue. Oh, my God. It's Dwayne Johnson. And oh, my God, here comes Karen Gillan from the sky as she respawns. What? And I did not see that. Like this, this actually surprised me when I when I understood what they were doing. And I thought that was it was actually a kind of clever way to, to do this. Um, and so uh, DJ takes the convenient grappling hook that's on the back of the motorcycle that he definitely stole and had no idea there was a grappling hook on the back of. He drives the, <laughs> this is very good, he drives the motorcycle off the cliff or off the head of the Jaguar, simultaneously hooking the grappling hook on a rock, letting go of the motorcycle so it falls down below, and swinging on the rope of the grappling hook such that he doesn't catch Karen Gillian, but he catches the MacGuffin um, and then puts it in the MacGuffin hole. Well, he doesn't have to catch Karen Gillian because, True. as with every other time he and she respawn, hero landing. Yes, that was very good, too. Hero landing, grappling hook swing, MacGuffin in the hole, awesome sauce. But yeah. then he stands on top of the Jaguar. Oh, my God, what do I do next? Why aren't things ending? Why aren't things this ending? This curse is still here, and we are still human adults. What is happening? Oh, my God, he has to say Jumanji. He has to say Jumanji. Say Jumanji! Yep. Exactly right. And then they all say Jumanji about 14 times. And in the defense of grappling hook on motorcycle, which is where I always store my grappling hooks, we have seen these motorcycles sport gatling guns, Mm -hmm. rocket launchers, and earlier on the same motorcycle, he discovered a flamethrower and used it to trap some jaguars in a circle of fire. Yes, he did. Which was awesome, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. That was that was very clever. I, so I why not a that. grappling hook? Yeah, why? Not? I'm just glad he grabbed the grappling hook one and not the flamethrower one for this. Absolutely, that would have had very different results. Mm-hmm. Correct. Wouldn't be no screaming Jumanji at that point. Everybody was down to one life. Yep. Yeah, and then they they shake hands with the NPC who uh, returns them home, and then there's a heartfelt scene at the end where all the kids have learned their lessons blah 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 yep we're better people we're gonna treat each other with kindness uh two of them are in love with each other now which there was that moment at the very end when nerd as Dwayne Johnson and smart girl as Karen Gillan are the only two left and they're about to leave and he's like but I like this you and me like this she's like let's be like this every day in the real world Mm -hmm. and i think 
we're supposed to think that he wants to stay in Jumanji forever with her. Yeah, that's what and, it seems and like. And like, he's concerned that she... Like, I mean, again, like, I'm thinking, is she he concerned that she won't like him because he won't look like Dwayne Johnson anymore? Because, right. But that's not the case, because he's like, when they kissed very awkwardly the first time, he's like, wait, but is it because I look like this? And she's like, oh, God, no, that's not my type. I like nerds. I'm a nerd. You know, it's, it's sweet and cute, but also... I'm not then sure what his motivation for, I guess because he's brave. So I guess he's afraid of losing the smolder or he's afraid of losing the pecs that she's not into, or he's afraid that outside of the jungle, they won't really have it. I don't really know. I was, I was very confused at the well, time. And I believe your response yes. was, listen, if you could be the rock, you'd want to stay being the rock. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I wish stand I had by no that. response. That was mm-hmm. gospel. That was, Yep. An undeniable truth. And honestly, I don't know why it took you telling me to be reminded of that fact. Yeah, that's why I'm here, Amber. You're I need you. I need you for these things, for your mm-hmm. just endless wisdom. So much wisdom. So much wisdom. If you ever find yourself as the rock, try to stay there as long as you can. Yeah, stay forever in... I mean, and presumably Jumanji the Jungle was only that dangerous because it was cursed and all the animals right. were being mind-controlled by a madman. Right. You could go back to the bazaar, live outside the the marketplace yeah. pretty happily. Absolutely. It's an endless paradise. And so you only have one life left. You could yeah. quite literally, apparently, live forever right. in that game. And just as long as you don't run into venom or bullets. To be fair, the rock had no weaknesses, so That's he true. would have been fine forever. Well, I mean, he was pushed off a cliff and that did kill him. Correct. Yeah. And he was but- mauled by jaguars and that also killed him. Yeah. Amber, you know, we all only have this one life to live. That is some wisdom you picked up from Jumanji. Welcome yeah. to the jungle. Yes, I did. You're welcome. So, Amber, what, on our lovely rock scale, would you rate this movie? I feel like this is a Craze Balls movie. It's somewhere between K and Craze Balls. Yeah, I agree with that. It has Craze Balls tendencies, but the base movie is itself... All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good little movie. You were trying so hard. You're trying so hard, little movie. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. He's playing. Oh, he's got it. He, oh, it got away from him. Oh, it got away from him. Oh, oh, you tried so hard. Oh, so hard. Good puppy. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I'd say it's it's K with definite craze balls moments in it. And it is always delightful to watch The Rock do anything, including smolder, including um, play a 16-year-old boy in a rock's body. Worth watching. A good, you know, diverting, entertaining thing that occasionally made me a little annoyed and occasionally did ridiculous things like say the same thing three times. Yes. Which... Usually say the the same thing three times. Yeah, it's not a bad use of Dwayne Johnson, and I always like to see something with Karen Gillan in it, and I haven't seen something with Jack Black in a while, and yeah, it's nice to be reminded he's got really solid comedic sensibilities. He does, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, and if they end up, it sounds like they're going to make a a Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle 2, and I would would definitely watch it. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm on board for that. I think... (laughs) <laughs> I think we all knew there'd be a sequel when instead of crushing the game with a bowling ball, they crushed the console they that the did. game is in mm-hmm. with a bowling ball. Yeah, that seemed... And then left it in the middle of an alley. Yeah. <laughs> in an alley. Not in a trash can. Nope. Not in... A, just just under a bridge. Just under a goddamn yep. bridge. Yep. Just... For the next kid to find. <laughs> it's like, bowling ball, we want a sequel. And then they walk away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly right. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Nope. So, Amber, what would you say is a recommendation you have this week? Okay. You know, I don't want this to be my thing. But it's not my fault in this instance because there's a show, a very short-lived show, with Karen Gillan in it called huh. Selfie. Oh, okay. And it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Okay, I abdicate responsibility for the fact that my brain is churning this out, but it also has John Cho in it. Oh, so I, I have nice. to. I just yeah, I have that's, to. That's it Amber's being, jam for sure. Being ripped from my soul. 
the title is repugnant, and I, I think maybe that's the problem. Uh, or just didn't find an audience. It's called Selfie. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. And it's, 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 um, basis is essentially modern Pygmalion and or My Fair Lady. Okay, uh, cool. Karen Gillan is a kind of self-absorbed and very Bethany-like character. Mm-hmm. Very, very inside of Jack Black in this movie character. Yep. If you could Not explain very... everything to me in the future in terms of... In terms of characters uh, in Jumanji. Jumanji, yes. Welcome to the Jungle. Thank you. She's a real Bethany, but like <laughs> pre coming to not be a complete dick because she's very mm-hmm. self-sacrificing when she gets into Jack Black's body. Right. So like pre Jack Black Bethany. Yep. Got it. Um, I'm on board. Uh, just, yeah, very self-absorbed, kind of terrible, um, very beautiful and kind of inappropriate. And then you have John Cho's character who is of course more erudite and self-possessed and I think he's he's made out to be boring. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You have John Cho is 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 the dude who's going to help her be better. Yes. Gotcha. Be a better person. She's mm-hmm. she's now going to say the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane and not just shout gibberish and take pictures of herself. Right. Right. But it is it's it's genuinely funny. The other characters in it are genuinely funny. There's there's only a handful of episodes, maybe ten. Mm-hmm. But if you dig John Cho and Karen Gillan, it's definitely worth yeah. taking a look at. It's not a huge time commitment and uh I found it very amusing. The boss. Oh, God, the boss is solid. I don't remember his name, the actor's name, but yeah. Good comedic fun. Nice. Do you remember where you um, found this? Hulu. I watched it on Hulu. Check out Selfie. Nice. Or don't. I don't care what you do. How about you, Megan? Um, Well, thank you for asking, Amber. Uh, My recommendation is to go watch Pitch Black because it is a delightful movie. (laughs) So I'm going to have two recommendations this time. <laughs> One is that. Uh, this, the uh, second, because um, I guess this is going to be a very Karen Gillan focused recommendation, because after watching her in Jumanji, I very much re- um, was thinking about the Doctor Who seasons with her as the companion to the Matt Smith Doctor Who. And I'm just going to go ahead and recommend Doctor Who. You tell them. Yeah, you know, Doctor Who is something that folks had um, recommended to me for years and years and years, and it's directly up my alley. It's sci-fi, it's funny, it's um, got David Tennant in it, you know, all these really good things, and I kind of stubbornly refused to watch it until um, earlier this year, at which time I devoured almost all of it, and yeah, Karen Gillan is very good in that, and Matt Smith is wonderful, I recommend Doctor Who. Don't be stu- don't be a stubborn asshole like me. Mm-hmm. And and don't be overly sentimental about your favorite doctors either. Oh. Megan Megan had a lot of trouble getting over David Tennant. I I, I think it was the main reason why she even started watching Doctor uh-huh. Who because she knew this she'd eventually get to David Tennant's run. I had to ask oh. your brother TJ if I had to watch the first season, which does not have David Tennant in it, in order to get to the David Tennant seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and he recommended I just suck it up and watch the first season. It wasn't even that many episodes, which I did. And I was glad I did because you get the whole um, beginning of Rose, the companion and all that kind of good stuff. Yes. Yes. And I think also you had to be reassured that you would enjoy Matt Smith following David Tennant and that you would enjoy like Uh not only Matt Smith but also specifically Karen Gillan's yes companion character this is yep mm -hmm. those both those things are true and I I very much came to love Matt Smith so much so that I stopped watching uh, when Peter Capaldi became the doctor so (laughs) I'll go back to it at some point I'm not I I'm not um as delighted by his take on Doctor Who but um I will probably go back to it at some point um because I definitely want to watch um, the new Doctor, the lady yes. one. Who is, a, oh my God, it's a lady. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can, I can't, I can't approve this message. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I would recommend you at least watch through the, um, what is it, the ninth Doctor through the eleventh Doctor. Good call. Uh, do, do you have an Abby story you would like to do? Mm. Do you have maybe a pickle story? Do you have a... Good question. I do have an Abby story that I'd like to share, and mostly because it is something that we've started to all say a little bit, um, which is um, when 
so Abby, Abby very much enjoys to draw. And when she um, draws with like a ballpoint pen with a little clicker on top, um, she will click it so that there's no, so that there's, there's no drawing implement at the bottom. And she will look at you and she will say, I cannot draw. And then she'll click it and, and say, I can draw. And this has come into, um, oh, different video game experiences and different things that we do. <laughs> like when we're going into <laughs> PUBG and, and uh, for some reason you can't see the map yet. I cannot see. I can see. <laughs> uh, or we haven't found a gun yet. I cannot murder. I cannot murder. I, I can, can murder. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the way that she delightfully says each either part of those those uh things yeah i cannot it's... draw i can draw it's like a magic trick mm-hmm, it is she's letting you in on the trick yeah <laughs> it's the best <laughs> all right i think we should go ahead and sign off then should we sign off i think we should sign off amber let's sign off megan well as we say every time, don't find yourself between a rock and a hard place. Have a great week, everyone. No, we do not say that. We will not say that. I will crush you with that rock. In between the rock and the hard place, you will find Megan Goo. Gross. <laughs> anyway, rock and a hard place. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.